0: Hello, welcome to Reflections on the Scriptures. My name is Murray Shanks. We read in 1 John chapter 4 Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. The experience of joy is the natural response to the presence of God, who to the very core of his being is love, the will to good for his creation. Dallas Willard says, joy is a pervasive sense of well-being that is deeper and broader than any pleasure. I'll read that again. Joy is a pervasive sense of well-being that is deeper and broader than any pleasure. You see, joy is a basic element of that inner transformation which begins to take place from the the very moment the Holy Spirit comes to live within a person, changing them relentlessly toward a Christ-likeness of character. Have you ever noticed that when you lead someone to Christ? Joy seems to overwhelm them initially, but they can't quite explain what it is and where it comes from. See, for many people it can be quite perplexing, but for, for those of us who have walked with the Lord for some time, we know, don't we, the source of this joy. It is simply proximity to the Spirit of God himself. God lives within us, so joy does not need to be conjured up or put on. It naturally flows from a life lived with God. I guess this is why Jesus, at a time which one imagines could only have been deeply distressing, the night before his crucifixion, was able to calmly say to his disciples, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The trouble is that that often joy is the last thing we are feeling. When hard times come, when trouble and opposition surround us on all sides, I have to admit that sometimes our lives can feel anything but joyful. Let me say to you today, The joy of the Lord is the first line of defence in those times when we begin to think wrongly about ourselves, about others, about God. When we feel weak and when we feel a failure. The prophet Nehemiah tells us, this is Nehemiah 8 verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Just let that sink in for a moment. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you feel a failure, when you feel weak, when you when when your internal dialogue is running amok, when you can't think straight about anything and life seems overwhelming, the scriptures tell us the joy of the Lord is your strength. In those moments, there are three things which we simply must not do. Yet these three things are the very things we are most likely to do. Firstly, we must not sit by passively allowing our God-given joy to dissipate, by allowing ourselves to wallow in past sins and failures. Our enemy loves to do this, especially in the dead of night. He, he loves to play the recordings, the tapes back to us, reminding us about our past failures. Don't let him do this. And don't let yourself do this. I, I find it very helpful to simply say, I'm not having this conversation, and then start a conversation with Jesus. It does wonders. Secondly, we must not become stressed looking forward at what might happen to us. In these times, we must hang on to the truth that God always wants the best for us, and he is more than able to protect us and keep us safe, even if we are put to death and this body is killed. Praise God. I mean, even death has been defeated on our behalf. Thirdly, we must not focus inwardly on our struggles with work, overwhelming responsibilities, temptations, and failures. While these are important, they are not to be our focus. When we do these three things, looking backward at past sins, looking forward with anxiety, and when we constantly look inwardly, we are actually placing our trust in ourselves. What we need to do when we feel our joy dissipating is to intentionally focus on the greatness and goodness of God, and to think about what he is doing and what he will do in our lives. Do you see what I'm saying? You can't make yourself joyful. That comes from God. And we all all need to be reminded of this truth. Joy is a natural outflow of his life in ours. You can't generate it. But you can be very intentional about what you allow yourself to think on and where the focus of your thoughts will be. I'm often encouraged, as I recall what David did when his men wanted to stone him to death because their families had been taken into captivity. We read about this in in 1 Samuel chapter 30. It says there, verse 3, When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David, very intentionally, it would seem, found strength in the Lord his God. And we must do exactly the same thing by continually bringing before our minds the greatness and the goodness of God and all that he has, is and will continue to do for us. This is why a rhythm of daily devotions is so important. This is why silence and meditation on the love of Jesus are vital. This is why corporate times of worship and fellowship and prayer and teaching are so important for us because they help us to open and nurture our relationship with the Lord. And from there, joy just naturally flows. You know, earlier on, I quoted Jesus' words to his disciples the the night before his arrest and crucifixion, found in John 15. We kind of zoomed in on verse 11, where Jesus spoke about his joy being in us and our joy being complete. I want to finish today by... Zooming out, as it were, and reading Jesus' words to them before he spoke about joy, because we find here another essential key to a joy-filled life. In verse 5 of John 15, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus seems to make it pretty clear, does he not? The key to finding and experiencing true joy, because real, lasting, authentic joy is only found in God, is to remain in his love. And we do that by being obedient to his commands. This is not to say that God doesn't love disobedient people. I mean, Jesus made it very clear that God loves sinners. I mean, amazingly, astoundingly, God loves his enemies. I'm not speaking about who God loves. I'm speaking about us. You and I dwelling in his love rather than walking out of that love, walking away from God by choosing to do life on our own terms rather than on his. The key to finding and experiencing true joy is to remain in his love. And we do that by being obedient to his commands. Does that make sense? So a quick recap. Joy flows directly from God. It is a natural response to his presence in us. When we feel the joy dissipating, we don't look backward at our past sins and failures. We we don't look forward, stressing about what tomorrow might bring, because we trust the one who holds all of our tomorrows safe and sound. And we don't constantly look inwardly, analysing every thought and anxious moment, narcissistically obsessing over ourselves. Rather, we keep our focus on God, his greatness and his goodness to us in the past and in the future. And we make remaining in his love Jesus tells us clearly another word for that is obedience. We make obedience a priority in everything we do and say. And then we, just like the prophet Nehemiah, may declare quite truthfully, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. The Lord bless you today.